Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football won't be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports Right down to your ve- your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. BetterHelp is accustomed to online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Eagles Unfiltered listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Take the time out. Get your mental health in the right state of mind and go to BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month by just listening to this podcast. That's BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on the Blue Meanie. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> How you been? Good, good. Uh, all things considered, you know, uh, still uh, doing my thing. It's, it looks like you got uh, well adjusted over there in uh, Indiana. Yeah. You know? Pretty cool, man. Uh, we were just talking off uh, off air. How you're liking it? Liking the move? Yeah, it's been great. It's a great school here too. Awesome, awesome, and uh, you made—I'm sure you made a lot of new friends and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. Move. Yeah, I, I've had to move as a kid, and you know, just getting adjusted takes a little bit of time. But it's good to see that you're doing—you're uh, doing good adjusting. So I'm happy for you, buddy. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Awesome. So to start off the show, uh. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. I know that you knew him. Uh, what kind of a guy was he uh, outside of the ring? And also, how did he help improve the business? Scott Hall was definitely uh, one of the coolest guys you'd ever want to meet because he can uh, you know, just be a guy and he can also, you know, have fun with you. 
in a in a non malicious way, and, you know, crack a joke to the you know, and uh, make you laugh. You know, even though you know sometimes the joke's about you, but you know he it's an it's in a good hearted uh, manner, like a good hearted you know rib, like you know friends do and stuff like that. But um, and I the cool thing is I got to see Scott Hall wrestle when uh, I was twelve years old. Uh, my grandfather used to take me to the wrestle matches, and uh, a wrestling promotion called the AWA was running in Atlantic City at the Tropicana. And my grandfather took me and uh, there was, you know, Scott Hall was on the show, but, you know, going to the building, we were, me and my grandfather were walking over to buy our tickets like earlier in that day. And like Scott Hall, Greg Gagne and uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning were just hanging out in the, by the uh, front desk. And they were like, so kind, you know, I, I, I got to get their autographs and just like talk to them for a second and stuff like that. So to go on and become uh, a professional wrestler and get in the business and get to know a guy who I got to watch wrestle as a kid and later on as an adult, you know, it was pretty cool. Um, he definitely, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash uh, made the wrestling be business better from uh, the aspect of guys getting paid better money because, uh, you know, uh, Back in the day, you know, you got paid for the shows you worked. You know, there was no real guaranteed money. You know, if you got hurt, you had to, you know, wrestle hurt or you didn't, you didn't work. You didn't get paid. So they, uh, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went over to WCW, they got, they were like one of the first guys to get like real guaranteed money. And you know, they made, uh, the business better where, you know, in, in any business competition is good. So, um, they, they made WCW competitive with WWE. So WWE is watching WCW and WWE doesn't want their guys to jump over to WCW. So WWE started paying their guys better. So from a span standpoint of how the wrestlers were getting paid, that move by you know Scott Hall and and you know next by uh, Kevin Nash changed the way changed the way you know some of the wrestlers got paid and you know guys are able to you know now they're able to take days off and stuff like that and not have to worry about missing a payday you know you, you get guaranteed you know there there's a thing in wrestling uh, a downside guaranteed yeah a downside guarantee where you're you know even if you don't work work you get X amount for that year and then upon you know, you do extra stuff, you get extra pay, but you know, that, that was just like a relief for some of the wrestlers than knowing that like if they had to take time off for injury, they weren't going to, you know, you know, fall back on their bills and stuff like that. So Scott Hall, I mean, and just from a creative standpoint too, he, uh, that NWO thing influenced a whole bunch of copycats, uh, myself included with the BWO you know yeah kevin and uh, scott and hulk doing the nwo and i'm an ecw and uh you know my, my faction at the time me supernova steve richards we were known for doing parodies of other wrestlers so uh when the nwo was the biggest thing in the business we had you know that, that was a no-brainer you know we had to do, do that parody and the bwo was only supposed to be on one night deal 
and uh turned out to and uh, we're, we're still doing it to this day <laughs> it's insane it's, it's crazy yeah so uh what match are you most excited for because mania is coming up out of the two nights which one are you most excited for oh man there's so many cool things uh the good thing about wrestling and wrestlemania they got you know mixture of current stars and nostalgia you know i'm excited to see stone cold steve austin uh you know they say it's going to be an interview segment but i have a feeling it's going to break out to a match yeah it will there's no way that he just goes and doesn't fight oh hell yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that's going to bust out into a match. Um, I'm excited to see uh, one of my pupils uh, and Matt Riddle uh, defend his WWE tag team titles with Randy Orton, at which I think he will prevail. Uh, I'm very confident in that. And then, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, what was the other? Oh, uh, I'm excited to see what Pat McAfee might be doing with uh, Austin Theory. Yeah. Big fan of Pat McAfee uh you know uh i watch his show every day and uh you know always entertains me he looks like he he was definitely made for the wrestling business you know and uh the way he he presents himself and stuff like that he just he's just seems like a natural and the stuff he did with in nxt was amazing so uh i'm excited to see what you know pat back if he does but like it's pretty cool they're you know breaking wrestlemania down into two nights now like a lot like uh some uh, there's a there's a promotion in japan called new japan pro wrestling now to, that their wrestlemania is called wrestle kingdom and they started doing two nights and that got like a big you know uh positive reaction because wrestlemanias would go <laughs> in the past you know they were going like eight hours long so yeah. if you split it up into two nights you're you're less likely to to burn the crowd out you know there's nothing worse than having a wrestling match in in the main event and before the three as the three counts coming down people are throwing on their coats and running out the door because they gotta get out of there but yeah at wrestlemania is, i have fond memories um you know going to the first one i didn't go to the first one but when i was a kid before there was pay-per-view you'd have to buy a ticket and go to a, a theater and watch it on the big screen kind of like watching a movie oh really yeah and me and my grandfather uh you know my pop me and him went to um resorts casino in atlantic city for the first three wrestlemanias and then wrestlemania four and five came to atlantic city so i went at you know i was was in attendance for wrestlemania four or five yeah and then i you know to become a wrestler and had my uh wrestlemania moment in philadelphia at wrestlemania 15 you know it doesn't get any better than that so uh i i love wrestlemania i love wwe uh i'm unapologetically you know a homer when it comes to wwe <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm very excited for this weekend especially uh little inside baseball me and you were watching uh me and you were talking right here on friday tonight we'll be watching the uh, hall of fame and it'll be that'll be a great experience as well yeah it will um so i saw that my guy drew mcintyre is fighting yeah who do you think is gonna win that match of course drew yeah yeah i love drew's the man he uh 
he's the ultimate success success story. You know, he, uh, you know, my, my, the, my only regret with Drew is I wish he would have had the WWF or WWE title when there was fans in the building, you know, yeah. whole, he won the Royal rumble and the crowd was just going insane for him. And he would have went into that WrestleMania just, you know, you know, with that crowd and it would just would, it would, it would have been magical, but he's definitely going to, uh, he's definitely going to win. He, he, he's, he definitely, he's definitely gonna have a WrestleMania moment. He's wrestling uh happy Corbin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's got a couple receipts. He uh, needs to cash in on a uh, happy Corbin there. So, uh, yeah, definitely drew McIntyre all the way. Yeah. I think Drew's going to win. Yeah. So another match that I am very excited for Pat McAfee, uh, who is a good friend of mine fighting Austin theory. Who do you think is going to win that one? Oh, it's gotta be Pat, you know, uh, you know, Pat's scrappy, man. He, uh, he can, I mean, not only he's, he's trained to be a professional wrestler. He trained with Rip Rogers for a little bit. So he knows what he's doing, but he's also, you know, street smart. He's a, he's a tough dude, you know, uh, Austin theory, great athlete. Uh, but you know, when you think about Pat McAfee, he's, he's used to be in front in stadiums in front of large crowds as well. So this is the best of both worlds for Pat. You know, he's in an NFL stadium in a wrestling match. Uh, also theory, um, relatively new to WWE. Uh, but he, he's been around for a little bit, but new to WWE. And, you know, when those bright lights shine on, you know, some people excel and some people get a little bit nervous. And uh, I'm wondering if, you know, Austin gets a little bit, nervous and the two uh sideline with taking selfies of himself and <laughs> pat mcafee uh takes advantage i definitely see pat uh doing great things you know at the wwe universe has you know taken to him really well you know they've accepted him because you know a lot of guys come you know do crossovers from other forms of entertainment and the wwe universe either accepts them or gives them the thumbs down and Pat's been doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pat's going to win that one. Um, so going to Eagles football now. Yeah. The draft is coming up. Who do you want in the draft? Yeah. Well, here's where I'm a little, here's where you have more of an advantage than I do. I don't really watch too much college ball, but, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Sauce. Uh, everybody's talking about Eagles potentially moving up and draft, try to get a the Sauce guy, which I said, you know, uh, somebody in South Philly, I you know, mistakenly call him Gravy because there's always that Gravy versus Sauce argument in South <laughs> Philly. But uh, uh, I definitely want to get some more defensive guys in here. I think we're pretty good on the on the offensive line. We have a really good offensive line. I just would like to bolster the defense a little bit, but historically, you know, the Eagles really don't take middle linebackers. Yeah. Uh, they, they've signed a few guys, but you know, it, it would be good to get some guys for, you know, depth, you know, uh, just uh, have a good rotation of defensive guys who can come in and out instead, you know, keep the defense fresh and wear the, the opposing offense down. So 
I would like to see either that or, you know, if they could get like a, like a, yeah, a wide receiver. Well, we haven't done really well with the wide receivers. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, I, my, my main focus would be on the defense because last year there's a lot of games where the Eagles scored 28 points and still lost, you know, it's like, Usually when you score 28 points, you should be able to, to win, to pull off a win. But a lot of times, even with that Saints game where it looked like the Eagles were up early in that Saints game, they kind of, you know, the defense kind of like got the Saints back into the game until Jalen had that magical run at the uh, end of the game to uh, put the game away. But definitely need uh, some work on the defense for sure. Yeah, I was thinking uh, linebacker Devin Lloyd um, I think he can be crucial to our defense and all these uh, linebacker moves. I just want to take full credit for them. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding, but. No, uh, no, make the credit, man. You, you, <laughs> you went on national television and you laid down the punk card. <laughs> you said, Here's your punk card, Howie, get some yeah. middle linebackers for the love of God. <laughs> get some middle linebackers and, you know. He does actually, it. I, I got to talk to Howie after how, that. How did that go? How did that go? So we go down the elevator because we had to run a, around the entire stadium and we had to go through all the suite levels. It was really cool to uh, see all the GMs and owners in their suites as I'm walking by. Uh, I think I saw the Dolphins and the Bengals. And oh. and their doors open, so I'm just like looking in. I'm like, got any snacks? But, um, <laughs> but um, no, they were. Uh, it was just a really cool experience. And then we got to go into the the box, obviously with Rich Eisen, and uh, he actually hopped out of his chair, like in the middle of when they're on TV, and he says, "Here, you take this." And then he just comes over and starts talking to me and my mom. And then they go to commercial. They start doing their makeup. And and then I just go in. And then uh, after that, we took the elevator down. And uh, it was after the Colleen Wolf interview. Mm -hmm. And we're walking back. And we're getting ready to leave. And we're in this blocked off zone where the fans can't go. And we see Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni, and I'm like, oh, no, I just told him to get linebackers. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we saw you on the screen, but we couldn't hear what you were saying. And I was like, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, a what do you think that the Eagles need to do to consider this draft a success besides getting linebackers? Oh, man. Um, here's the thing, you know, people give Howie crap for, you know, place, you know, drafts and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, let's compare him to other GMs in other cities. I'm sure a city you know, like Cleveland would love to have a Howie Roseman to, who can get the Eagles to, you know, the playoffs, you know, you know, three out of three, what is it three out of the last or four out of the last five years, you know? Uh, for this to be a success, we need to, you know, start, you know, start, you know, drafting for some, be some better schools, you know, yeah. uh, you know, 
I think, you know, they finally realized that, Hey, you know, there's other schools like, you know, uh, you know, uh, the tide, you know, crimson tide that, you know, actually pump out NFL ready players, you know, they start need to start looking at, you know, like some uh, really good schools and, you know, draft from that and build on that. But, uh, Bama, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I should know that my, my good friend Conrad Thompson's from there. So he, and he always said, you know, that's his catchphrase roll tide, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Alabama Crimson Tide, you know, just start drafting, you know, start thinking a little bit outside of the box, try to do, you know, things a little bit different and, uh, don't leave things to a coin flip like uh Jeffrey Jeffrey Lurie just said, you know, they you know, when it came to uh drafting JJ Ortega Ortega Whiteside, it was down to JJ and one other player, and they're like, Well, let's flip a coin. Well, how about we just make a decision? You know, yeah. they just, just just pick a guy. But uh we, we need to get somebody who's just NFL ready uh who can you know come in and, and plug in and uh not to be not not be afraid of you know handling pressure you know like uh like ragger or something i just poor ragger man he, he seems like he's he's frightened out there you know just between you know catching punts and dropping balls and stuff like that you know dropping passes i mean uh, but you know just if they could just get somebody who's, who's ready day one to step into that role we need somebody you know to compliment smith in the in the wide receiving crew you know um when you know he, smith's your best receiver they know how to you know they know where to go to defend you know they'll double team him they'll double team goddard or you know whatever we need to get some more capable receivers to you know open up the field a little bit more um and uh you know hopefully they do that yeah, and yeah, I really hope they do. Wide receiver is crucial. Linebacker is crucial. Um, I think Howie can do a lot with this draft. Hopefully, he does not draft a quarterback. No, uh, we don't. My God, we that yeah for love of God. For we we went the reaction to when they drafted you know Hurts in the second round. You know, it's like man. You're just you're just bring, brewing controversy. Now go out and you know. Uh, well, we we have a good you know uh, backup. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know we're, we're 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 good in the quarterback department where we don't need to you know go out and draft one, but definitely wide receivers, definitely defense, middle linebackers, and uh, bolster that defense. You know, to, you know, you know to wear the the other you know teams' offensive you know offenses down. To where you know our offense can go out there and sustain a, a pretty good drive as well, you know, and take time on, off the clock, and you know, hopefully, you know, when you know either we score a touchdown or you know give the ball back to the other team, our defense can just get the ball back for us to have our offense, you know, march down the field again. So, and it sounds like basic football knowledge, but I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me, Meanie. Oh, dude, anytime, anytime. Uh, actually, I have a Howie Roseman story. I was, uh, flying from Philadelphia to Nashville to wrestle for, uh, 
my buddy's promotion. This this was the summer of the Super Bowl 2017. And I'm standing there waiting, get a lot waiting in line. I'm looking ahead and there's Howie Roseman. So I was like, that's gotta be Howie Roseman. It's that that's gotta be that's that's how so I go, uh I get on the plane, I go, Howie Roseman? He goes, Yeah. So I go, uh <laughs> I said, I, I, put my, I extended my hand and I shook his hand. I said, thank you for everything you, know, you do for the Eagles. Uh, no problem. And uh, <laughs> so I take my seat, which is kind of like in the same row as him. Now he's, he's on the plane with his family. I'm, I'm sure, you know, Nashville's their connection. And then they were probably, go, I, I can only assume they're going to Disneyland or something like that. So I sit there and uh, somebody comes up and goes, uh, you know, asked me if I would switch, you know, switch seats with one of Howie Roseman's children who wound up getting seated in the, the back of the plane. So they could sit in the same row. And I, I gave up my seat for Howie Roseman's kid. Now, if I had to think about, like, Hey, uh, you got a business card there, Hal, uh, <laughs> you know, just, uh, just in case. And then, uh, you know, that, that was, I got, I got off the, uh, I got off the plane in Nashville. And I'm not 10 steps off the plane. And then there's Peter Laviolette, the former flyer, the uh, former uh, Philadelphia Flyers coach who was coaching the, uh, the pre Nashville Predators at the time. I was like, so, it, it, of course, on one flight, I'm on a fl flight with Howie Roseman. I run into the Flyers' former coach right there. So it's, it's a cool little, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you. Thank you for uh, helping me get Mick Foley on the podcast. Yeah. How, how, how did I, I watched it, but uh, I mean, from your perspective, how, how did that go for you? Um, I think that that is probably the most nervous that I've ever been for a podcast. <laughs> now you, you're in good hands with Mick. Mick's, Mick's a great guy. He's a caring guy. And uh Mick helped me a lot too. When uh, I first went to ECW, well, actually, my first big name opponent was Cactus Jack. You know, I was only in the business for maybe a couple months, and uh, a friend of mine who's promote shows in the Pittsburgh area had me wrestle Cactus in a in a tag match. So, flash forward, I go to ECW, and he remembers me. And uh, when it was Cactus was about to leave ECW to go to WWE and they were having a farewell match for him. And he started working me and St my tag partner, Steve Richards into a bunch of his bits. So like, there's a couple of shows where we are like his quote unquote henchmen in this corner. <laughs> and, uh, the night before he left it, you know, me and, uh, Stevie Richards managed McFoley against Chris Jericho, which is pretty cool. And then the, his, uh, final night in, the company, you know, he wrestles Mikey Weprek, uh, pins him, and then they have this. He goes on to have this big speech, you know, like uh, farewell speech. And he goes, "I'd like to uh, bring out. There's two guys in the back. I need to address. One is a creative genius, blah blah blah, and the other guy. Without him, ECW would not exist. So the whole crowd's thinking he's going to bring out Paul Heyman and Todd Gordon." Yeah, you know, the you know the the people, you know, creators and bookers at ECW. 
He's like, I like to bring out these two men, Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie. And we come, <laughs> the crowd's like, ah. And uh, me and uh, Mick do the, uh, me, Mick, and Stevie do, uh, they start playing Frank Sinatra's New York, New York because he's going to WWF. And people always refer to WWF as New York. And we start doing the, the Rockettes can can dance. <laughs> and we strutted out of the building. So Mick, doing that kind gesture to me and stevie uh made us in the eyes of the the fans of ecw because if cactus jack you know mcfoley thought enough to include us into his uh farewell and everything else he did he 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 made us stars in the eyes of the ecw fans so i love mcfoley and uh so, uh, very fortunate to call him a friend and, uh, I'm glad he got on there with you, man. Cause, uh, I saw your video. It's like, Mickey gotta, gotta, you know, talk to this kid. He's really good. So. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. And I cannot believe that I had him on the show. Like I'm, I'm still in shock. I'm sure he'll be back too. So I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you did very good by, uh, talking to him about amusement parks because that's his uh soft spot yeah he's a roller coaster aficionado he uh loves his roller coasters i mean he can't do them now because of you know everything that wrestling's done you know but like uh dude he he he's all he was always about the the roller coasters and the the theme parks and he would book you know wrestling trips around you know uh taking his family to uh different you know, amusement parks and stuff like that so when you start talking to him about that i saw his eyes light up you know so yeah. that's pretty cool yeah thank you so much man oh thank you my friend and uh go birds go birds for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.